Welcome to Design Your Life with Sandy. I am your host, Sandy Yang. I am a human design expert, brain rewiring certified coach, and a high 7D energy healer. On this podcast, we talk about all things personal growth, brain rewiring, human design, energetics, mindset, and so much more. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Sandy L. Yang. I hope you feel empowered by what we talked about today. Let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited for you to listen to this week's episode all about brain rewiring for abundance, specifically money. I have previously released an episode about how I heal my relationship with money, which a lot of you love. This is episode 36 if you want to check that out. So I had always wanted to record more episodes on money. However, like literally I got back to San Diego earlier this week. I had been away for two months and San Diego is a beautiful place to live. I'm so grateful that I get to live here. Um, like the weather is literally always nice. I'm so close to the beach, but it is a very expensive place to live. Money mindset is something I've been working on for ages. And as a business owner, you just really need to have healthy money mindset, like period. If you don't have it, you're going to struggle more than you need to. So like this was like Tuesday. Um, I went to go get gas and Everywhere the gas price was just like crazy. I got gas for almost $7 per gallon. I'll be honest with you, scarcity mindset definitely creeped up. I was like, wow, this is like so much more than I expected. How am I supposed to survive in San Diego? Maybe I just won't drive anywhere in order to like save gas money. And that just felt so icky. Like I've actually been entertaining moving out of San Diego, but I would not want to move because of scarcity mindset. I would want it to be like an empowered decision. Like I'm excited to live in whichever city I move to, not just to save money. And I'll be transparent as fuck. Money mindset is something I have been working on for a very long time, something I've seen a lot of progress in, but it will always just be something I continue to work on. It's like every time I up level, there's another layer to unfold. So if you are also working on money mindset or abundance mindset and other things like relationships, just know that this is something that you will be doing for the rest of your life. Not because you're not making progress, it's just part of the human experience. Every time you up level, there will be more required of you. So just a recap on why we want to brain rewire in order to shift our beliefs. People talk about manifestation a lot these days, and we know that in order to manifest something we actually desire, we need to believe that we are worthy and deserving of whatever it is. We are constantly manifesting every single minute, every single day, consciously or unconsciously. And how you perceive the world is based on your belief system. So if you believe it is really easy to make friends, like there are so many people out there for you to be friends with, it's easy to be part of a 
community that you resonate with, then you will find that process to be pretty effortless. If you believe that it is really hard to make friends, that people are bitches and they have poor intentions, then you'll probably find making friends a little bit more challenging. I like to think that our beliefs are basically like our rules for how the universe works and you get to determine the rules of your universe. Like any limiting belief, you can shift your beliefs and neural pathways around money and it's actually like one of the most healing things you can do healing your relationship with money because your relationship with money reflects your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your body, with food, with like romantic relationships. Everything is energy. How we do one thing is how we do everything. So everything is like interconnected. If you do the healing around money, you will likely find that you feel more abundant in the other areas of your life. So let's talk about five ways brain rewiring helped me step into abundance mindset, especially around money. And if you're ever wondering why did she talk about money so much, it's like a huge part of my healing. And I would just be honest, I literally got interested in brain rewiring because I wanted to become abundant in finances. That's how it all started. Obviously, brain rewiring has brought me so much more than just that. Okay, without further ado, let's dive in. So first of all, in order to shift your relationship with money, in order to step into financial abundance, we need to become aware of what are our limiting beliefs and patterns around money. So inner child healing and shadow work play a huge role in this. And like, honestly, if you're not sure about what your beliefs are, just look at your reality because it's literally a reflection of your belief system. So what is your money reality like? For many years, I noticed that I would make money or come across a sum of money that was unexpected. And I'll be really happy when the money was here, but then somehow I would just like spend it on something. Like I don't even know what it is. It would just be gone. And I realized I would love money when I have it, but like be very resentful and bitter when I didn't. So if you think about money as a person, which is like one of my favorite tips around money mindset, think about money as a person and you guys are friends. How is that relationship? Like, do you have a friend who you sometimes like, sometimes don't, you like it when they show up for you, but you're really bitter when they're like hanging out with their other friends. Like that is not healthy. There's like this push and pull dynamic to it. And it just feels very icky. What if you can shift that friendship to one that's very supportive? You don't necessarily have to talk all the time with this friend, but you know they're always supportive. They're always there when you need it. And um, circling back to shadow work and inner child healing around money is really helpful to look at your parents' relationship with money. How do they talk about money? How do they spend their money? 
is really helpful to see where they are now, but also keep in mind that your subconscious core beliefs were formed from age zero to seven. So how was money talked about? Was money a source of stress and anxiety or was it a source of possibility and empowerment? How were your parents' spending habits? For me, like my parents did not have lots of money when I was little. They didn't start to actually do pretty well until I was late in my teens, kind of like off to college. So I didn't really know like, oh, we're actually like as a family pretty abundant. Like I could tell like they were living a little more luxuriously, like they were going on more trips. And when I visited, we will go out to eat more. But like, in my mind, I'm like, can we do this? Is this okay? So when you want to like, go back to the root of your limited money beliefs, think about how was money talked about when you were a kid? And if you can't really pull up memories from age zero to seven, that's totally understandable. Um, you can really like look at early teenhood up to like age 14, you'll get a lot of clues. Aside from your parents' money beliefs, it's also helpful to look at your grandparents' money beliefs. Like my grandparents had nothing. They literally hustled for money. They were very much in their survival mode. This is not modern humans being in their parasympathetic state. This is like real as trying to survive and hustle to just like live. I don't know. So, you know, blocks around money, limiting money mindset. This stuff is generational and deeply rooted. And if you want some clarity around this, just visit your family. It will become abundantly clear to you where your limiting beliefs around money came from. I'll share some common ones that I see myself, my clients, my friends struggle with. So here we go. Wanting money is bad. It is greedy. Rich people are bad. Um, like the harder you work, the more money you make. Money doesn't grow on trees. Finances and money are complicated. More money, more problems. Saying, I cannot afford that. This is not for people like us. So that's basically saying you are belonging to a specific social economic class and you're going to be stuck in it and you only deserve certain things. So again, in order to heal our limiting beliefs around money, we first need to know what they are. This can be a very emotional process and you just need to keep in mind and consciously reinforce that those are just beliefs and any negative limiting beliefs are meant to be shifted. It is really helpful to have people around you who have healthier money mindset. They're kind of like expanders. So people who have different money beliefs than you. And it can be really triggering. I know this from firsthand experience. I, for some reason, just know people who make money in the most random ways. Like they're just like so good at making money. And when I was working in accounting, earning like a nine to five salary, I was like, how is this so easy for them? Like the world is so unfair. 
I was operating on the belief that the more I work, the more I make, even though that wasn't true at all. I also believe that working in a corporate job was more stable and like that was just what I had to do. So the universe was pretty much shaking me awake and that was deeply uncomfortable and not to mention extremely triggering. Like I was the one who went to college, got her master's, has like a proper big girl job, but then there's this like acquaintance who didn't go to college, who is just like making money left and right. I had this impression that I needed to be like well-educated in order to be financially well off. And that was like a huge slap to my ego. Like that is not actually truth. This belief that I operated on for 20 plus years is is not truth. And yeah, so that was like a huge wake up call from the universe. Shifting and expanding your beliefs around money can feel like a huge ego death. However, it's kind of like something has to crumble in order to rebuild. So that's also exciting. Just keep in mind with shifting your beliefs around money, give yourself some grace. It can also be really fun once I understood that when I feel jealous or envious of someone's achievements or just what they have, it is actually the universe expanding me, sending me expanders like, hey, like if this person can have this and you want it too, there's no reason why you can't. It's like going out to a restaurant. If you see someone at the other table ordering something really delicious, you're not going to be like, well, they already ordered it, so I can't. You would just be like, oh, that looks really good. I'm going to order it for myself. So essentially, the universe is always sending you opportunities for healing and expansion so you can be on your highest path. So once I understood that is like the energetics behind jealousy and envy, I understood like, hey, this is just like me, you know, being shown what is possible. All right, let's move on to number two. So you are an extension of source. If source is abundant, then you are abundant, right? So I used to get so annoyed when people would be like, oh, money is just energy. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, okay, I kind of get it, but how is that helpful? I read this quote a while back and it really stuck with me. It's just as easy for the universe to send you a million dollars as it is to send you a penny. So what that means to me is that, you know, all the time we see pennies on the ground and we might not even pick it up because it's just a penny and it happens pretty often that we just kind of take for granted. But to the universe, it's like the same thing. And sometimes we stress so hard in seeing how this money can come through. Like, where am I going to get it? How am I going to make it happen? And we only know what we know. But the universe knows so much more. There are actually infinite ways how that money can come through to you. Are you open to receiving? You actually need to be worthy and deserving of that kind of money in order to receive. Like if somebody gives you $10,000 today, you don't have to do anything in order to have that amount of money. It's just yours to keep. 
Are you okay with that? Do you believe the only way to be successful is to be a self-made millionaire? Like everyone wants to be a millionaire, right? I'm assuming. Like, but do you only want to be self-made, or are you okay with like inheriting it? I only mention this because I used to be really obsessed with the idea of being a self-made millionaire.、Um, not that it's not a good goal, but I realized in a way I was pushing money away. Like I saw earning my own money as like the more noble way to receive money, and why am I judging how the universe sends me money? You know. Going back to treating money as a friend, as its own consciousness, money wants to go where it is wanted, where it feels safe. To people who are good stewards of money, when money is in the hands of good people, the world becomes a better place. So, how do you become a good steward of money? You become someone who knows how to manage money, how to manage it gracefully, how you're going to use it wisely. What are you gonna do with money? It's not like everything you do needs to be like for other people or helping the world. Money wants you to have fun with it. Money wants you to take care of yourself really well with it. When you fill your own cup, you can share the overflow. You can give that away, but you can't give away what is in your own cup. Like when I first started my business, I was so eager to help people, but I didn't want to charge. But then I will always be struggling with money. Like, how am I supposed to help people, but like charge for such a big amount? But then I realized I'm no good for the world if I'm like struggling for money. And when I have money, I make the world a better place. I'm able to. Help people in a bigger way. I can do more giveaways. I can donate to causes I care about. I can actually hire people. I can support more small businesses. There's this quote that I love: "When you support a small business, you are supporting a dream." So yeah, I deserve to have a lot of money because I would do so much good. I always tell people who are looking to manifest more financial abundance to read the book. I will teach you to be rich if they're not confident in managing money. So this book is about money psychology and just like how to like make money work for you. This is a no bullshit like money book. Everybody needs to read.、Um, if you are like. Well, I don't have the money to all to do all that stuff with. I still have student debt. I maybe have credit card debt. Well, you know what? Like again, money wants to go where it's safe. So I kid you not. When I first got the book, I didn't really know much about money energetics, but I just knew, like from my core, every time I opened the book to read it, money was literally like. Flowing my way, I felt like money was just like getting closer and closer. And now I think about it, is actually very true because money again wants to go to those who knows how to handle it responsibly. And going back to the first point on limiting beliefs around money, a lot of us feel like making money has to be hard, or we have to work a lot in order to make money. There's a lot of how am I going to make this amount of money? Like how is this possible for me? 
Again, you are an extension of source. The universe wants to support you. The universe wants to show you just how fun money can be. Look, if you want money, and that is like an authentic desire because you want to be financially supported, money is. All right, money is not the key to happiness, although it really does like help because it gives you security. It allows you to, like, you wouldn't care about self development or enlightenment or your self esteem if you don't even have your bases covered. So, money is not the key to happiness, but it certainly does help a lot. And you're not bad for wanting money. You're not greedy. Like, you want money. The universe wants you to have money. So let's like just accept that as truth. And also, the universe is not cruel. It's not gonna let you desire something and not let you have it. So again, you are an extension of source. If source is abundant, then you're abundant. Abundance comes in many, many ways. Sometimes it's not straight cash that we receive. Sometimes because we are resistant to money, so the universe sends us abundance in other ways. Maybe somebody buys you lunch, or this jacket you really want to get is fifty percent off. I remember when I first started playing with manifestation. I had an old MacBook, and it was slow, and I didn't really enjoy using it. I was just like, ugh, like if only I had a new laptop. But I don't want to pay for it. Like I wasn't down to spend like a thousand dollars on a new computer because my computer wasn't like broken or anything. And then I found out that my dad had a pretty new MacBook Air. He barely used it, and. It's just sitting in his trunk. Like he kind of forgot about it. He got this MacBook. He decided Mac is not for him, so he went on to get a like a Windows computer. So his MacBook was just sitting there, just like not doing anything. He barely used it. It's basically new, and he just gave it to me because I could use it, and that was a thousand dollars worth of abundance. Speaking of which, abundance is available to you. It comes through people. Your abundance doesn't come from people. You might think, "Well, my money comes from my job," but your job is simply a portal in which your money comes through. So, can you open more portals, or do you have to close some portals because maintaining some of those portals is like draining your energy? Like, for example, this is a funny story. So when I was really little, my parents did like an MLM thing on top of their jobs. This is a company with wellness products that they actually use, and the quality is decent or whatever. But it's not like they were enthusiastic about selling this to their friends, and they would work their full time jobs. But on the weekends and after work, it kind of felt like there was this low grade pressure. Like you should be doing your MLM work, and you need to hang out with your friends so you can tell them all about it. So that was really draining to them. They could have just rested and be fully rested. And use their energy to focus on their full-time jobs in order to show up more potently, leading to 
promotions and raises down the line. That's a way better use of your energy. So look at your money portals. How many do you have? Are you enthusiastic about them? Are they draining you? Are they exciting you? All right, let's move on to number three. In order to call in the abundance that you desire, you need to first become a match. So that means embodying abundance. Like frequencies attract like frequencies, so you actually need to raise yourself there in order to be in resonance with abundance. When you think about the abundant version of you, how does he or she think, act, and feel? I think it is super powerful to curate your environment so you are always in that abundance energy. So this is looking at: Do you like the food you're eating? Do you feel abundant when you eat your meals? Do your clothes make you feel abundant? Do you? Feel abundant and luxurious sleeping in your bed. It doesn't mean you have to get the most expensive things, but it should feel like like a luxurious experience. Like for me, it's all about quality. Like I don't think I'll be living at my current apartment for that much longer. So I'm not in the business of buying like real adult furnitures right now. Quality is such a big thing for me. Like I would get something that looks decent, and it doesn't have to be new. Like I literally manifested this beautiful coffee table that would be three hundred dollars. I got it for like forty dollars.、Um, the previous owner is a friend. She takes really good care of her stuff, and I love this coffee table. So. This coffee table makes me feel abundant. When I didn't have a coffee table, my living room just looks really empty, and it almost feels like I'm like, you know, living in a college apartment and we're living lean. That just makes me feel like I'm in scarcity. A big thing that has helped me is getting ready every single day, at least like Monday through Friday, like getting ready for the day, like putting on makeup, putting on real clothes. Like I. Used to like beginning of the pandemic, I used to just be in leggings, loungewear all day, every day. Like we all know that 2020 was like the year of loungewear. That's when I first started working for myself, and that was like the cool thing. And I just felt kind of lethargic all the time. I knew there was something missing until my friend Tiffany told me like, oh, like. What do you wear when you see your clients and when you do client work? I'm just like, oh, this is like this big gray T-shirt, and I know for myself, I think other people can really pull it off, but I do not feel good and look good in the color gray. I feel almost depressed. So Tiffany really brought me that awareness. Okay, it's not like I put on a ball gown every single day, but I have my non-negotiables that. Guarantees that I have like a very productive day, or it sets me up for success. So obviously, I always shower in the morning. I brush my hair. I put on makeup. Putting on makeup like changes my life completely. I feel like a different person when I have makeup on. Like my energy level is just like so much higher. The act of getting ready and getting dressed signals to my brain like, okay, we're in work mode. Clothing wise. Bras and jeans are non-negotiables. Like, no loungewear for me whatsoever. I can wear like 
a chill T-shirt, but I cannot wear like sweatpants whatsoever. Period. The end. I also like the idea of playing with color. Tiffany is really good at this. Book a session with her. Like check her out. She is Epiphany with Tiffany on Instagram, and she has a new podcast. And she's just brilliant. I'm not creative. That way, so I think she is great if you are looking to up level your style. But playing with color, like I know, I really vibe with like a hot pink, orange, yellow, like warmish colors. Obviously, I don't wear yellow or hot pink, but I think I can do orange, like, and burgundy. So I'm playing with those. It definitely feels like. Something a little out of my comfort zone because I'm so used to wearing like black and white stuff, but it also feels expansive. I feel like a different version, like a more higher energy version of myself. Body language is also one that's noteworthy. The mind changes the body. Yeah, we get that, but the body also changes the mind. So by adjusting our posture, it affects our vibration. When I was a teenager, I was so shy that I was always slouching, and obviously, like your body was changing, so that was also not helpful. And I think I just started so young that now, even today, I need to remind myself to stand up straight. There's this author; her name is Vanessa Van Edwards. She wrote this book called Cues. It is brilliant. It Shows you and teaches you how to kind of become more charismatic from your verbal language and nonverbal language, which is really powerful. And obviously, this has to be authentic. I highly recommend you checking out Vanessa's work if embodying abundance is something you are working on. Moving on to number four, pay attention to your language, especially around abundance and money. The first step in doing this would be noticing where are you using scarcity language that looks like saying "I can't," "I'm not enough," "I'm too much," "I can't afford it," "It's too expensive," "It's overwhelming," is actually really addicting to bond over scarcity mindset. These days, inflation and gas prices, as well as Home prices are just big topics that people bond really quickly over, and it's not like you cannot talk about it. It's just like, okay, is this gonna go on for an hour, thirty minutes, or are we just gonna comment on that and move on to something else? Like, if you're really trying to make friends with someone, is this what you really want to talk about? I don't ever want someone to be afraid to say certain words. You don't have to be afraid. The key is to bring awareness so you can make a shift. For example, if somebody asks you to go on a trip, and you are not that into it, it is also like really pricey. You might say, "Well, I can't afford it. It's too much. It's too expensive." Instead of using that kind of language, you can try something like, "It's not a priority for me right now to go on this trip." Okay, this one is super simple and straightforward, but just trust me. By paying attention to your language, it's like the catalyst to changing everything else. Okay, so number five, number five is about thought shifting. So a huge part of 
brain rewiring is about thought shifting. So that is consciously noticing where our thoughts are going. If it is going the scarcity direction, how can we consciously shift our thoughts towards abundance? It's actually really important to consciously reinforce just how supported and abundant we are. The human brain is wired for survival, which means we are very, very good at identifying what is potentially a threat, what is missing, what is potentially dangerous. We need to take a moment and kind of stepping to the role of a lawyer by looking at the facts. Like, yes, I feel like I'm overspending and running out of money because gas is $7 a gallon and I am spending a lot more money on gas or it feels that way. But like, what is the truth? The truth is I am spending $20 more on gas every two weeks. And to be honest, if it wasn't gas, like before when gas wasn't as expensive, I will probably buy something stupid on Amazon. And because I'm more conscious about my spending habits these days, I'm actually spending less money than I otherwise would. So looking at the truth objectively, looking at what is happening and remind yourself just how abundant and supportive you are. Personally, I really love to remind myself that the best part of being a business owner is that there's literally no limit to how much money I can make. Even you're not a business owner. There's so many ways you can make money. All right, there you have it. Five ways brain rewiring helped me call in more money. And there's so much more I want to talk about regarding this topic because this is like, the tip of the iceberg, honestly. I am currently working on expanding my capacity in receiving more money. So maybe we'll do a part two about that in more detail. I'm highly considering sharing this process on Instagram. Like I will take myself through brain rewiring, focusing on expanding my beliefs around how much money I can make. I am personally at a place where I don't get triggered or I move through triggers pretty quickly when it comes to money. But my new challenge is to see how much more I can scale my business. So not working more, but making more. Let me know if that would be fun to follow along. I think that would be fun for me to share. I'm working on being more vulnerable and open if you haven't noticed. Let me know how this episode lands with you. I think money is honestly a really powerful healer. By healing our relationship with money heals us in so many other aspects as well. So. Let me know in the DMs. I would love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, send it to a friend, share it on your Instagram stories. Those literally make my day. Like I kid you not, I appreciate those so much. So anyways, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. I will talk to you next week. Bye.